0: Listening to the DSW podcast with James Ledger.
1: Right, so welcome back to the Disability Sport Wales podcast with me, your host, James Ledger. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about athlete identity and the important topic around transitioning through sport. On today's episode, I've got performance, uh, personal development and performance lifestyle coach, Claire Ewing. Claire is working with a number of athletes at the moment and in and out of sport, and I'm really excited to have her on the show. How are you doing, Claire? I'm doing really well, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Excited to join you. Awesome. Really good to have you on the show. Um, Claire, can you can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, I, I've looked at your LinkedIn and you've worked in some very exciting places over the last few years. Can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and the kind of roles that you've done over the years?
0: Yeah, I've been really fortunate and I think had some wonderful opportunities um, throughout my career to date. I guess started in sort of sports development. Really enjoyed sports development, loved the breadth and the range that we covered within that, where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do in sport, but knew I wanted to be something in sport. Uh, so career or education began there. Really got interested in events. Um, being behind the scenes and seeing how the magic happens. And I kind of liked pulling the strings and getting everybody together. um, Yeah. And just sort of helping put on, put on the stage for people to perform from there. Then really that led to kind of opportunities with team Wales. So that took me up to Glasgow for the Commonwealth games, which was phenomenal sort of being inside with the team and going out and pretending to be an athlete and what that might be like um then from there kind of got more interested in the people side of things and realized that that's the bit that I really love um to so join the people development consultancy for a bit and did some work there then i had a little boy and was offered some return to work coaching um and realized sort of in that point in time i wanted to kind of marry the um the, the sports side of things with the people development and what could that look like? And this role had kind of been in and around, I guess, me coming through education around performance lifestyles. I, th- I want to do that. I want to know more about that. So Austin's now four so and a half. So it's been about four years in the making of kind of getting to this point um, and sort of took a leap of faith in, in September to really pursue um, becoming a lifestyle practitioner. Um, And the rest is kind of history. So I've been working with you guys recently and thoroughly enjoying
1: that. That's really exciting. So I I guess you could say you're very interested in people.
0: I am definitely. And I think that's the bit that I realised with the coaching um, was that I absolutely love working with people. And I love enabling people to be the best that they can be. And I love sport um I love what sport brings I've been you know it's been a big part of my life it's created lots of opportunities for me and you know I love watching sport and I love watching people perform um but yeah I'm a real people person and I'm really interested in what makes people tick um so the more I go down that psychology route as well that's been a, a been a big interest
1: and that's great and I think I guess comes back to and, and the big question is and this is is, is I guess it's quite hard to answer because there's probably lots of different theories and lots of different kinds of perspectives on it. But I guess to you, uh, what does performance lifestyle mean?
0: Yeah, I think it's a really big question. And I was trying to think about what, what is it if you just still it down and it was that element of, you know, life alongside in a sporting context, anyway, life alongside pursuing your dream within sport um, because, you know, Life doesn't stop because we decide that, you know, we want to become an Olympic champion um, or a Paralympic champion. You know, it's that element of life probably gets harder when you decide that because you've got to become, you know, really focused in sort of going after that goal. So the lifestyle management, um, you know, how do you get everything in place to enable you to do what you want to do and pursue that dream? That's what it means to me. And then I think kind of with the, the the more you dig into it, the more complex it gets depending on who the person is, what the dream is, what the sport is, um, what the environment is that they're working within. But ultimately, you know, it's about supporting the person to do whatever it is that the person's decided they want to do within sport. Um, and then when I think about it through a practitioner lens of what do I do? Um, So there's kind of four key themes that I look at. So from a well-being point of view, you know, how are you, how do you manage yourself? Um, You know, what allows you to feel that you're most resourceful? Then there's the personal and professional development. So, you know, what are you doing maybe alongside your sport? You know, we talk about dual careers. Um, So are we doing sport alongside education? Is it alongside a job? Um, lifestyle, managing your diary, you know, um friends, keeping friends and family, you know you all those commitments that we've got, and then also that element of kind of transitions, you know, when it you know changes happen in life, how do you navigate them? how do you move through them? Um so you're right. it is lots of things, and we could spend a lot of time and just trying to dig into it, but ultimately, the person in the middle, how are you, how's life? How are you doing with what you're what you' heading after?
1: And it's really interesting and and you know the, there's so many athletes all over the world that do this dual, I guess, life, whether, whether that is work or education. You know, I know even in my group myself, you know, I'm I'm a uh an athlete, but I also uh, work for Disability Sport Wales as well. But you know, and then there's other athletes within my group that are are also students. So yeah, it's it's very much kind of around that kind of creating creating them kind of connections, creating our life in and around sport. And I guess my question is that, and again, this is quite a big one, is just how how do these lifestyle kind of choices things affect our performance?
0: Yeah, you know, you think about it as you don't wake up in the morning and go, I'm just gonna all I am about today is the running. You know, there's so many other things that will process through your mind, you know, how you're feeling, what you have for breakfast, <laughs> um, how you're going to move from breakfast to then to the track or whatever it might be. You know, there's there's so much link to performance because ultimately it's how you feel on the day that will mm-hmm. allow you to do what it is that you've trained for. Um, and I guess a question for you, James, you, know, you kind of get on the track and you're ready to go. What other things could get in your way from a performance point of view?
1: I guess that's is the stuff that you can control. you know for for me, one of the biggest things I have is uh, i I have a guide runner, so I can't control what he has going on either. So it's very much a kind of limited factor in my in my career is that I rely on other people to to be okay on the day as well.
0: yeah, and that's it. You know that element of being okay on the day you know what does that mean what is it that you need to feel that that allows you to then go and do what you want to do Um, and so that lifestyle element then and those you know controllables within that what are they and once we can identify what they are then is there possibility within that to understand it a bit deeper to ask some good questions about people who maybe have slightly more control in that, but to allow you a bit of insight to put that into your routine or into your preparation. So, Mm you know, travel, finding out from the team manager, you know, when's the bus going? Uh, What time do I need to be there? Um, How long is the journey? Are we going to be stopping for breaks on the journey? Do I need to bring food? Um, Because a lot of the time you can kind of just turn up and expect all of these things to happen around you so you're yeah. giving yeah. over a lot of a lot of control to others um but then managing yourself you know you talked about being okay on the day um so have you had enough sleep or did you spend the night up late studying because you had an assignment due in or were you trying to balance um a work deadline alongside then being at you know, top of your performance to run for, a, um, you know, a, a qualification time the next day, you know, those competing demands on your time will impact your performance, whether that be in the sporting arena or whether that be in work or education. So it's having an awareness of all of the component parts that make up that day, that week, that month, that season, um, and taking time to take some ownership of it mm-hmm. and raise your awareness around it um and then i think also you know from a support point of view who do you need around you to allow you to get the greatest performance um you know and that might be family and friends that can be your coach um it could be people that actually that aren't that helpful for you at certain points in time anything can impact your performance and the more you can raise your awareness to understanding what you need in that moment from a uh, you know a sporting point of view but also outside of the track um so yeah big question lots of things within it you know and there's things in there like you said that are outside of your control as well so you know if you look at the cost of living crisis at the moment from a financial point of view where are you at with funding you know from a sponsor's um how are you managing the budget at home because those pressures will play on your mind um you know so what can we do to allow you to feel as comfortable with that or have um options or have um strategies or plans in place that you're dealing with it so yeah a bit of a long-winded answer but I think you you hit the nail on the head at the beginning there are lots of lifestyle factors that can affect performance
1: yeah and I guess no, you're working with a number of athletes at the moment that are a different paths. Everyone's journey through sport is is different, isn't it? Um, you know, the athletes you're working with at the minute uh, maybe on different different kind of levels or times in their career. How does that kind of support differ, I guess, from athlete to athlete?
0: It hugely differs, and I guess the role of the practitioner in that for me is is not assuming that every person's the same. Um, so like you pointed to there you know that your peers around you you're all maybe working towards a similar um discipline you know and you're all maybe pursuing a certain time but you'll all be doing that in a very different way and you'll all be doing that with a very different life behind you and a set of skills or a you know a set of values or a way of looking at the world that will be very different so for me to begin with is, Looking to understand what it means to you. Where are you at? What do you see? Um, what are you not seeing? You know, what are the blind spots um, in the way you go about your you go about your business, go about your time? And then, depending on what's coming up, you know, are you you going for qualification for the Paralympics that are coming up? But at the same time, have you also got a job that you're looking to? Looking to get, or you look at a career progression that you're looking to pursue? Um, are you about to become a dad? You know, or are you about to get married? Um, you know, as of other factors in your life changed. Um, life experiences, you know, are you at the start of your career where everything's really exciting and you're open to going anywhere, doing anything? Whatever I need to do, I will do, I'll be there. Um, have you had an injury that? maybe still there, you know, you've still got a little bit of a feeling about it. So you're apprehensive about whether that will show up or not show up. And how do you balance your recovery and your rehab alongside a full-time job? Mm. Um, So there's, depending on who the person is, what they've got going on in and around their life and the tools and the resources that they have to hand to be able to navigate that um so i see my role in it really understanding it through your eyes you know how how do you feel about the life that you have and then that allows me to ask some questions that might reveal some opportunities to support you um it might offer up a chance to broaden the network that you've got um but ultimately starting with the person and understanding what's what's there what's in front of you and then that will dictate, I guess, or inform where we'll go and who we need around us.
1: And I guess it's important to note as well, isn't it, that we look at these top athletes, you know, whether that's in athletics or, or football or rugby, whatever the sport it may be, and we think that these superstars, I guess, don't have these issues that everyone else faces. I think I think we forget sometimes that athletes are also also humans as well. That Deal with normal stuff isn't it
0: yeah we did it in a session recently didn't we We put up pictures on a screen and you know I asked what's everybody in here got in common we were looking for a sporting connection or we were looking for um they all compete for Wales um and I revealed it was a kind of a, a spoiler for anyone else that comes on a, a session with me but all human you know everybody in that picture is human um, and they are all dealing with life in different ways there'll be similarities so we talked about that strength in working with peers so when you're sharing an experience as an athlete you know how are you how are you finding it how are you navigating that um you know I'm really interested in how you balance or blend your training with your work with your podcast career um how do you do it tell me I'd, I'd love to know because I'm interested to do something similar or I'm finding it difficult Um, because I find training really intensive and at the end of the day I'm really tired and I don't have energy for anything else. Um, So the life of an athlete, I I think athletes are superhuman um, because of the dedication in which you pursue the goals and also the, I guess, you know, what the environment asks of you to, to perform at that level. You know, there's a lot of sacrifices that are made but it doesn't mean that life is not there. You, you, you're choosing to maybe not do some things,
1: but it doesn't mean that they don't exist. And that's an interesting point as well about, especially in the para world and being a para athlete, sharing experiences and life situations with other people who have a similar disability to you was really kind of enlightening for me. You know, I remember going on my first camp with James Boar, British para cycl- cyclist, and we didn't talk about sport. All, like we spoke about life and how we navigate the world through being visually impaired, and Mm -hmm. you know, for for me and him, that was a huge connection for us in terms of forget the sport, forget the athlete title. It's about, and we're both called James. Funny enough, so it's about being James and how do we, how do we navigate that world as being visually impaired, and you know, from what I've learned from James is probably up there with the most important things I've learned in sports through sports regardless you know
0: yeah and that's you know the beauty of remembering that you are more than your athletic identity and those connections that you can have with people of how you approach life how you make decisions you know the choices you make you know how do you how do you get from a to b i'd really love to know because i find it really tricky or when i'm you know trying to select a guide runner or i'm looking for that kind of partnership and that connection with somebody you know how do you know when you've got a good connection what does it feel like to you what do you you know how do you ask the questions and how do you create those bonds um yeah that's something from a shared experience point of view that many others couldn't couldn't give you um, so knowing that you have the control and the ability and the gift to be able to go and ask those questions is hugely powerful. Um, I think we forget sometimes that when we're you know, in an environment in pursuit of a goal that we have to do everything that's that's asked of us. Um, having curiosity, having a, an interest to know well, how, how could it work for me because I, I, I'm me um, and I want it to work well for me.
1: I guess my next question is around transitioning or, or change, and you know, as an athlete, you can go through transitioning or change throughout your career. You know, whether that's going to another sport, for an example, like James Paul did, he went from athletics to cycling, or it could be kind of retiring from sport, and um, and that that brings challenges, and that may be a fear for many. So, I guess what the then challenges kind of look like?
0: Gosh, they could be anything, you know, and the, the changes that come up and, you know, and they talk about sort of normative and non-normative is, is the language that's used. So those things that are maybe predictable. So it might be that element of um, you're going from juniors to seniors. You know, that's something that will predictably happen through most sports. You know, we will make that change and we will move through the transition from one to the other you know, and there'll be feelings associated with that that others would be able to share with you um, you and how you experience that might be different, but there's elements within that that we can probably predict um, and things that can be done within and around the environment to support you in that movement from one to the other, you know, so a buddy system or, um, you know, they're doing schools, don't they, when you go and kind of have a little bit of a uh, not an inset day I can't remember what they call it now but you'd go and kind of experience it what does it feel like so then when you do it for the first time it's not so alien to you um you know and it might be that you're going from um you know like getting from one club environment to another club environment there might be some predictable elements within that there's an element of choice in there so like you said about that deciding to retire um if you decide to retire and you've spent time looking at what you will do beyond your sporting career. You've got a a feel, a vision, a plan. Um, If you have achieved the goals that you wanted to do and that's enabled you to go, you know, enough, I've done everything that I wanted to do within this sporting career and now I'm ready to do something different, whether that be go to a different sport like the other James did or whether that be, do you know what, I'm hanging up my my sprinting shoes and I'm done. I'm ready to kind of explore a different chapter in life. So that's one element of it. And then you've got those bits that aren't predictable or things that happen to you or choices that are taken out of your hands. So we've got things like, you know, you're not selected for an upcoming camp um, or you're not selected to, to make the team that you've been working four years within that cycle to go after. Um, you get an injury or you have a career ending injury. You know, there's so much within sport that is unpredictable and there's so many changes that can happen that you would not choose. So how do you navigate that, you know, and how are you going to feel? Who do you need around you to support you to move through those transitions? Um, And spending time thinking about the the what ifs, um, because although we don't want it to happen, there is a likelihood or a probability that it, it might um, I was speaking to somebody recently and they were talking about, you know, a, a squad of players that were working towards a selection for a major games. But in that squad, they knew that only 18 of them say we're going to make it. But they're a training group of, of 27. So it was the conversation at the beginning of that um, that period of work to say we are a group. And whoever gets selected or not selected, you're still part of the journey. We still need the training partners to enable those who are selected to carry on on their journey. And that's hard. You know which camp you want to be in. You want to be in the one that's been selected, not in the, the non-select. But creating a culture and environment there where the players were all aware of the possibilities. They talked about how might you feel if you're not on that bus? What will you need in those moments? Um, so it was, wasn't was going to be a surprise. It was something that, yes, would still be uncomfortable. And yes, you're still not going to choose it. But you have a sense of awareness as to what that will look like and what you might do to support yourself in that. Um, so sport can throw up all sorts of problems. And then life. Life can throw an absolute curveball that it does nothing to do with your sport whatsoever. Um, you know, and dealing with those moments in the most compassionate and kind way you can and go back to what we talked about in the beginning, you know, knowing yourself in that, what might you need? How might you react? Um, And if you don't know, spending time with a practitioner or with your coach to go, I'm not okay. And I don't know what's going to help me feel okay, but I want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, no, there's some really good points there. And that kind of brings me nicely to talking about athlete identity title um what do you think that means athlete identity and is it seen as a good thing or is it seen as something that's not so good
0: if i flip it back to you what your athletic identity what does it mean to you to be you know james the sprinter
1: james the sprinter is is dedicated to to kind of achieving his dreams and doing everything he possibly can within his control to do that Mm -hmm. Um, James is the guy on track who's fully focused on on what he's about to do and he's kind of put everything into to certain moments I'd say
0: and then that element of who's James if I don't put the word sprinter in there
1: yeah and I guess then James is a is a partner he's a a sport massage therapist and likes to to catch up with friends and, and enjoy life as as much as he can. Um kind of wanting to to make a difference on a world and to help inspire uh, young people with a disability to be okay with their disability.
0: And and that's it. You know, a lot of time is dedicated to your athletic identity you know your your training programs all mapped out for you if you're working towards you know a major games you know you're at camps your whole year is kind of governed by where where you need to be when you need to be there and what you need to do when you are there and so then you look at through that lens of okay well what else can I fit in and around this that will support me in achieving that goal Mm. Um, and then once you've got that okay what what other time have i got so it's not starting from a position of what am i going to do this year it's adding in other parts of life in and around the athletic part um you know and when you're focused on delivering a goal that that's a reality but you know go back to that bit we talked about you know enabling performance and enabling you to be at your best when you have got a good sense of well-being, you're the you'll be the most resourceful person that you can. so that's only going to help you to do your performance goal. If we are um, only focused on ourselves as that athletic identity, there's risk
1: mm.
0: risk associated with that. if we have one of those changes that we talked about that aren't planned, you know, in those moments when life deals a card that doesn't fit the schedule that was ahead of us, doesn't fit the, you know, the athletic plans that we had, the world's turned upside down. Um, and when we don't have other interests or an awareness of life beyond sport, you know, we'd be concerned as a practitioner. I'd be concerned about your mental health and well-being. I'd be concerned about um, what will you do? What will you do now? Um, so we, or oh, I would actively work on you on James. So you're a human. <laughs> and what is it that you enjoy in life? And we know that sport's one part of that. Um, being quite clear on the element of it's for a period of time, you know, most sports Will have a, a career length. There's there's plenty of examples of people who go beyond that, um and that's wonderful. You know they've probably had a well blended life behind them that's allowed them to keep enjoying sport for that long. But it's the identity is hugely powerful when you step on the track and you can get into that moment and go, I'm James the sprinter and I know what I'm here to do and I'm going to run this to the time I I've got in my sights. And your focus that like you said you're in it, I'm all in. Um, and then you come away from the track and you know you can go home to your partner and you know you can chat about whatever tv series you've been watching or you're going to cook dinner together whatever it might be but you've got that switch off yeah. from it so yeah I'd say it's, it's hugely important for performance it's also hugely important that you see yourself as more than more than that sporting identity because you can be so many different things to so many different people and that is the magic and that's the joy in
1: life absolutely and i think you mentioned there about the switch i always loved the metaphor of the switch um no, a prime example was using Bolt. um he was the master of switching on and switching off in the moment wasn't he and he was very good at when that when that kind of marksman said only marks that was it he was in and uh i think he was a prime example of how how to do that, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, definitely. And he knew what he needed in his life beyond the track to allow him to get on the track. And he knew when he'd had too much of the track, and he needed more of his life and his friends and his family and his party and whatever it might be. You know, he knew that about himself, so he'd work that out and he'd work that out with the people around him to make sure that what he needed to do, what he wanted to do.
1: And my last question, Claire, is: um No, what advice would you give to athletes who are who are kind of traveling they're on their journey they're uh, they're on the bus ready to ready to roll what advice would you give them
0: really get to know yourself mm-hmm. and really get interested in who you are and how you want to go about living your life so not just what you want to do because I think that's where we get caught in the the identity or the singular identity so how do you want to go about life what's the experiences that you want to have so you know when you're away on camp you know what else do you want to do in and around that country? You you talked about um, sort of working with the other James and, and actually getting really valuable life experience for him. That might not have been at the top of your agenda when you went out out on that camp, but it was the fact that you were open to learning from somebody else that allowed you to have that experience. So I think getting really interested in who you are and what it is that you, um, and how you want to kind of go about life, try different things. And... Um, you know, when you've got downtime and there's a lot of downtime in sport, you know, and when you're away on camp and you're in your room, what else is it that you are interested in? You know, is it your music? Is it your arts? Is it your culture? Is it, I don't know, going on a walk with somebody, whatever it might be. Um, look at your time beyond the sporting um structure, timetable that you have and what else could you put in there that might be of interest that will allow you to feel the best that you can do and know that that will make a difference in your performance. Um, And then ultimately, the support network. Get the people around you that will enable you to be the best you can be. Um, You know, and knowing that whatever you do currently is one chapter. It's one chapter in your life and you can write lots of chapters and you have the gift and the agency to be able to do that. Um, So, yeah, support network, know yourself. I know this is this is one point in life, and you've got lots of life, and I, you know, ahead of you, and you can do whatever you want to do.
1: Amazing, and keep writing that book and writing them chapters. Definitely amazing. Uh, thanks so much for for joining us. There was um, some some amazing points, and I know the listeners will take a lot from this conversation. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, for me and and everyone at This Voice Wales, I, I wish you. The very the best of luck because you have got exciting stuff coming up, and I'm really excited to see to see what you do.
0: Thank you very much. Same to you, James. Big season ahead, so I'll be watching you um, as you go
1: out. Thanks so much, and thank you for those listening and watching. Uh, you can see the full episode on all our channels on uh, Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Uh, I've been James Ledger. Been an amazing episode as always, and uh, I'll see you on the next. This is Baseball Wales podcast.